Show with Mike and Jamie coming at you from Quarantine Zone 5. We're back again. Um, we are at, this is what would be very much the last day of our tour with Decent Criminal. Me and Mike now would be, uh, what is it, half one. So we'd be waking up very hungover and quite a bad state after Manchester Punk Festival weekend. Probably feeling a little bit sorry for ourselves. Michael would have gone downstairs and probably had a bacon roll, whereas I'd have had a Linda McCartney sausage sandwich. Um, my nose would have probably been particularly numb and I'd have maybe had to have done some incredible drug pooing. However, that is not the situation we find ourselves in. No, we do not. However, Manchester Punk Festival, it has gone on this weekend. It has happened. Um, yeah. For many of you many of you listening uh, who are new to the show because you're in lockdown, you don't know what to do, you might be like, whoa, just wait a gosh darn fucking second. Wait a gosh darn bastard minute. Wait a cunt in microsecond. Wait a cunt in motherfucker of an instant. <laughs> um, just what, it, what what the ruddy fucking hell is Manchester Punk Festival? Well, 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 well. What is Manchester Punk Festival? Manchester Punk Festival is um, it's ve- it was very apt that it was the last gig on our tour with Decent Criminal. Obviously, we're a Manchester band and we want to show Decent Criminal Manchester. And we want to have a few. We wanted, obviously, we can't have it now. We wanted a few days yeah. of them in town. Um, and Manchester Punk Festival is like sort of the cherry on top of like a, uh, the the DIY scene in um, in the UK. It's so far as like because obviously Rebellion has a lot of DIY bands, but it's predominantly built around the fact that it's got big old punk bands playing. That's that's, yeah, that's yeah. its main draw. We can you know you can dance around that all you like, but that is why people you know it's predominantly older people going to see older bands, and there's nothing wrong with that. That sound. Um, but MPF MPF is like. The it's next... like the opposite almost. It's like the small bands, and it's like oh, you get big bands. It's like it's like you get, it's like yeah, you've got all these amazing like smaller bands, but you've also got like propaganda sale play on. You know what I mean? They're like that's, that's the amazing thing about it. Yeah, they're like very big treats, and it's like it's the we I went. I think the first time I went to MPF, it was the second one. Um, I went with Redacted, um, and we made <laughs> mates with like you know, clay face and uh, incisions and all that there. And we made it, and you know, that's like the Manchester punk bands, isn't it really at the minute? You know, the the young ones who are still knocking about, it's like us and incisions, you know, we've, we, you know, we, I think incisions started because of that festival. So, you know, it was just yeah, like, yeah. when you go, when you're genuinely into punk music, like, uh, MPF's a very exciting thing to happen because obviously you know we we were lucky enough to have been to Fest and it, and it's very much just like that it's like Fest it's like Booze Cruise Black Poozer but it's in Manchester and it's it's pretty fucking cool to be honest it's really it's, it is really good to yeah. be a part of it um, so I thought uh, what we do is we go through some of our Manchester Punk Festival highlights, Michael. Um, we'll skip out the year I went with Redacted uh, for obvious reasons. Okay, uh, and, well, we'll... and it's all there. It's like it's, it's all the times me and you've been there, like you know. And it's been actually meant it's got better every year. And I think like since it's been me and you going together, it's you know got these shared memories so we've got and do you know what that's the that's the thing about manchester punk festival is we have some very lovely memories together for that place and i thank so i thank everybody who runs it every year for that because there are i've never there's there's never been a day or a time at mpf apart from the sunday last year when i was just completely burnt out from being alive um and from drinking uh and from smoking and from loads of other things um, yeah. there's never been a time where i've been like oh, i can't be asked with this like it's fuck it's it's great and we just have so much fun the whole way through so mike why don't you go f- why don't you take us the first year manchester punk festival why don't you lay out the scene for everybody 
to be fair, like, the, the, think about it now. They all like, blended to one. I just think what happened on different years. What, all two of them? But, uh, oh, yeah. But um, have you been two, oh, two or three? Oh, it's only been two on it. Fucking hell. Jesus, I thought it was about four. <laughs> but yeah, that Manchester Punk Festival, so to set the scene for you, it's obviously in Manchester, set around small, in, beautiful, independent venues. Um, all around town there's not like, any outdoor stages or anything he's very much like that kind of fest vibe where you know it's a venue based event um, and it's got a like, great mix of you know big very popular headlining bands but like it's predominantly either DIY or you know smaller bands like the, the UK punk scene and like the European for example it, it's very much it it's very much a celebration of the punk scene because the, the yeah punk, if you um, you know if you're not familiar Obviously, when we say the punk scene, it's a very broad. That's a very broad term, that because if you're not sort of familiar with it, you could be very easily excused for thinking the punk scene is like Strange Bones, Idols, Life, yeah, Fontaine's yeah. DC, uh, Shame. Those that, that sort of like you know all, all the white blokes. Um, but it's not just. <laughs> but it's not just all the white blokes. Um, and that's like that's certainly a musical scene. That's very much the like the mainstream punk scene. And it's very good that we have that. It's because it does open the door for bands like ours. Um, you look at bands like uh, sort of knocking around at the minute who are about our age, um, who are like heavier bands. They perhaps might not have had any sort of chance. Um, with yeah. getting picked up by a big label, but like you know, if this was sort of in the mid two thousands, amongst the indie sort of scene, but now, oh well, not mid two thousands. Obviously, punk bands were doing well then, but you know, in that, that that sort of period where it was just bands that sounded like the Cortinas, it might not have yeah, happened. Yeah. But because of sort of slaves and idols and that, and just basically, punk music's a genre where people don't know they like it because they don't hear it. Um, yeah, true. The punk scene, the UK punk scene, is the version of punk for people who do know what it is. Basically, that's the only, that's the only way I can describe it. People who've been, uh, people who've sort of di- discovered punk music, um, sometimes with the help of a uh, of big of bigger bands. Sometimes bigger bands get people into the DIY scene, but I don't think it's I don't think it's that. I think it's more a case of when people are into the uh, when people get into the punk bands that they like whatever way they fall through it and they want to start going to gigs i think your music taste in punk then expands because you're exposed to so much more of it um yeah the diy scene the punk scene in effect is like i don't like the word scene for it because it's a bit more than that and it's not like yeah it's it's a bit it's a bit more than a scene it's like it's more maybe scene is the right word because i've not got one for it but it's effectively just Loads and loads of people and bands that like either going to gigs or being in a band, just getting on and doing it. That's what it is. That is what the the punk scene is. It is loads and loads of bands getting on and having and just doing it and having a go. And yeah, it's like you know, the easiest thing for a band to do by far is not like being a DIY band and go touring to fuck. That's not the easy thing to do in a band. No. It's weird because it's the most fun thing to do, in my opinion, but it's not the easiest thing to do. And it is what everyone just does. And it's quite and it's quite good that and it's you know, it doesn't doesn't really matter uh it doesn't really matter what bands do or how they do it, but I don't know, it's just it's just very heartwarming and MPF is like is a grand celebration of that because 
the punk scene's very small and it's small globally too. Like it's mental. Once you, you know, if yeah. when you're in a punk band, like it's not very long before you know fucking like all the like all the bands before you've you've played <laughs> with them all or you've heard of them all or you've met someone who knows someone. If you play with like one or two Fat Records bands, you know everyone in America vicariously. Every American band you yeah. play with, they all they all know each other. They all fucking live together as well. Those the Cali bands, they all they're just. Oh. Yeah, they all know each it's other. Do you know it? what I mean? So, MTM- yeah, but, and it's like it's weird. It's got like, it's, it's like um, when you say scene, it's like it's got like community spirit about it. It's like I wouldn't describe it as a community, but like everyone's in it for each other, which is like the, one of the best things about it. Yeah, you know, no one's in it for no one's in it for financial gain or anything, which is the fucking like the best bit. You know? Yeah, it would be. It be. I mean. The, I mean, the, the, that is just. I mean, it's just pointless, isn't it? It's just. I think. I think any. I, I don't think bands do start bands anymore for money. I think. Prom, I think <laughs> some promoters put gigs on to make money. I think, but like. Yeah. I think in general, I think you've got. You would have to be very, very naive to start a band as an adult with the intention of making money. Like. Oh yeah. Because we were nineteen and knew that we weren't going to make any money. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, we were just like, oh, yeah, we obviously don't get any money. I mean, we were quite shocked by how little money we got, but we were understood, like, that there's... We were were able to understand that if there's no cunt at the gig, we're probably not going to get paid. Yeah, yeah, that's just kind of, like, two and two, isn't it? Yeah, that surprises a lot of bands, that. That really surprises a lot of bands. It's funny how that, like, kicked in after our, like, first and second gigs, because I'd never played, like, a proper gig. And, um, well, I had, but, like, and then... You know, like a small, not like an all-day festival or something. So, like, realizing when you're on first, you realize that like no one comes to watch you. Like, like sunk in after our second gig, I was like, oh, I'm like, oh, that's the way it is. I was like, I kind of thought like people'd be there at doors and stuff because I didn't really go to any small gigs when I was younger. And it's just funny how that like very, very quickly kicked in. It's like, oh yeah, no one's gonna be here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We were, we were quite lucky though because we took it in our stride that no one really gave a shit. We, 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 we... Oh yeah, we, de- we absolutely used that to our advantage. I think that's the other thing as well. That's like that's another thing about the spirit of uh, that makes the spirit of MPF sort of so cathartic is that none of it yeah. is that nobody's asked for it. All these bands that everyone plays in, no one's asked these people to start bands. No one's asked people to start putting on gigs, to start spending their own money, their own time, investing it in this, creating this community, creating this this spirit and this, you know, group of people that, you know, predominantly all fucking get on as well. It's, it's a very, very supportive yeah. scene. You know, you can just fucking start a band and start getting gigs. You know, it's... it's it's pretty good, and MP- and the reason why MPF is like a nice celebration of that is because it's so small. You you do start to you know when you've you sort of been on a couple of tours, you know you've done a couple months of touring, you go to places and you know there's people there that you recognise from all over, and when everybody when everyone comes to your town, when it's not you going to theirs, yeah, it's really nice because it's like yeah yeah you're in fucking Manchester now. It's like you know we've we've. We've seen you in Saarbrücken. Now you're in Manchester. Let's have a good time. Let's. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, you do. It becomes full circle, doesn't it? And yeah. Especially when we go to Longfest and that, it's amazing. Like seeing everyone in one place. But when it comes to your town and the place you spend your most time, you know, going out and stuff, and like, it is. It is a minute, and it, like you say, it is beautiful just to see like all these people from all over Europe and England in one place, and even America as well. Yeah, it is. It is mental because you go. You know. Manchester on the Wednesday, you know, if you're larking around, on the, say you're larking about on the Wednesday, just have a I walk, go for a walk through town. You've gone for a walk through town. Thursday, all of a sudden, 
everybody you know, like everyone you know, yeah. is suddenly in <laughs> you Manchester. You see Paul Smith running down the street and you're like, what? What's, what? Yeah, is, it's, is, it, is this a glitch in the simulation? And it's bizarre as well because I don't, I don't think people. Because I say this to people sometimes, they look at me like I'm insane, and that may just be the case. But I often, <laughs> uh, I look at people, and they'll be stood outside a bar in Manchester, right? Someone could be stood outside a Gulliver's, yeah, who I've never, who I've only ever seen stood outside a venue in, say, Bristol or something like that, yeah. <laughs> and seeing them stood somewhere I'm very familiar with, when I'm usually seeing them somewhere I'm unfamiliar with, it. I always find that so funny. I just find it very funny. I de- definitely, um... I de- no, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, it definitely gives me a weird feeling, but it's a good one, though. Yeah, it's just it's just weird, isn't it? But it's, it's for the best reasons, and that's all that matters. Well, let's, let's get into the highlights of MPF. So, first year, okay. MPF, uh, 2018 for us. We're playing it. We're playing it twice. We got there very early. Um, we did get there very early, yeah. I think we should talk about the catastrophe we had with Redacted that day. Yeah, well... Because I think, I think people will... Fa- because not a lot of people will know, because no one because fucking no one had heard of us. I mean, no one's heard of us now. No one had heard of us then. Um, yeah. But yeah, MPF, we're on first at Rebellion, and we knew that that was going to be good because there was there was only one other band playing which was Speedozer who sound nothing like us so we'd been given you yeah. know been given a sexy spot there and um i remember we went and sat on so uh, rebellion is opposite uh, deansgate locks in town obviously if you're familiar with manchester you know where that is if not though basically yeah. the venue we're playing sits over a canal and on the slight other side of the canal is a load of very very shit bars that your mum and dad would love <laughs> Um, and your brother if he's a cunt now um, we was, I remember us being sat there and we, we started we started drinking didn't we about sort of like 2 o'clock yeah just waiting no, it was earlier than that definitely earlier than that because we wasn't on until about like we was on about then so it must have been about 12 o'clock no we were on it we were on it I remember us being on it about 4 o'clock Okay, I thought it was a bit early. Nah, our set finished about our sit set finished at four o'clock because I remember oh, okay. twenty minutes later because we played on four twenty as well. Yeah, yeah. Twenty minutes later, we were very happy, but yeah, um, <laughs> we were sat there, we were drinking. Um, what now, Mike? Why, why don't you give everybody a bit of sort of information into wh- where we were at getting ready for the day? Um, we were doing two sets. Um, how well prepared for both of these sets were we? What were you thinking? What were your tactics for the day? You know, you're walking, you yeah. know, you're on the you're on the team bus. You go into uh, Wembley, you know. You what do you what do you think <laughs> on the bus, Mike? What were you thinking? You know, you got John Joe Shelby next to you. What are you thinking? Um, I'm, you know, it's a sunny day. I've got my ba- I've got my shorts on, which is a rare occurrence. I've got my backpack. I'm I'm happy. I've got I've got sunglasses on probably. It is I'm always thinking, you know beautiful weather at Manchester Punk Festival. It always. Is. And it's, you know what? It's been amazing this sort of far this weekend as well. Yeah, I know. It's been um, fucking well annoying. So there in the sun, and my kind of thoughts are: I'll meet everyone in town. We're gonna like obviously meet at the venue because it's right next to the Met stop. Get set up, have a play, and then obviously we'll go get our gear ready for our set later on the Green Day set. Thinking, you know. It, could all go to plan and hopefully I mean it's not, nothing ever goes like right to plan it at a festival like especially when you're a band like everything's effort when you get from one side of town to the other with all your gear like that, that's that's fucking effort yeah especially um, when you're having to carry it because the person with the car's fucked off yeah so we're there waiting for um, our gear to arrive 
by said person who played drums at the time. And um, I was just kind of like, you're playing at a festival and you want to get there as early as possible and you want to make sure you've got enough time for everything and not be on the minute. Do you know what, do you, know what you want to do, right? If you're, if you're, if you're a band... Um, and you're playing a festival for the first time, just get there as early as you can. Just get there absolutely as early as you can. MPF, night, we're always there nice and early. Wonk Fest, we're always the first people there every year. Just give everyone a hand. Just give everyone a hand. Yeah. They're putting you on. Putting you on, you're going to play to more people you've ever played to before. Just, just give them a hand. Just be, yeah, do oh, what you can. But if, if you offer to give them a hand and they start taking the piss out of you because of how good a hand you're giving, Andy, Bev... <laughs> big hands, yeah. You start taking the piss, yeah. Then people aren't going to want to help anymore. All right. So we'll, we'll remember that. Also, get a lager. Anyway, on you go, Mike. Yeah, no, <laughs> nailed it. To be fair, but yeah, no. It was one where I was very, and I was very nervous as well because it was. It wasn't like on a tour or anything. It was just. Um, it was our first time. We didn't. We don't. We've never really played Manchester regularly. We like. We played a lot of small gigs there, but like. We never really played many headline gigs, so it was well, we very. Just had, we'd, 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 we'd really not. We'd we'd played loads of gigs in Manchester, but but we hadn't. Uh, we'd been shit. The problem the problem we had is that like we were so shit for about a year and a half, two years. Even this set at MPF, like the set we. Pl- I remember the set we played at MPF being one of the best sets we've played. And if you were to compare it to one of our sets now, you'd be like, oh my god, that's fucking shit. So it's like yeah, we really yeah. weren't that good a band. So we'd we'd been we'd been tanning gigs, but people just weren't that asked about us. And it was like, you know, it was because we were shit. <laughs> like we yeah, were, yeah, like, we were fucking. Idiots. None of our they mates would come bad. see us or anything because they knew, they also knew we were shit. People did, like it really was a bit of a waste of time coming to see us, which is why we're so appreciative of the people who actually fucking came and watched us. Oh mate, and it was all them where. I was very scared. Leading up to it, I was very sceptical about, you know, Rebellion's not the smallest venue and it's a venue where if it's not packed, it looks empty. Yeah, that like, was another, yeah, that was so a big high up fear. As well as stage. Yeah, that was a really big fear is that the, the venue being absolutely empty because we just, because it was our first time doing the festival and we didn't want to be, we wanted people to see us. We didn't want to be like, It'd have been a bit embarrassing if, like, we'd, you know, if, yeah. we'd, if they'd given us a really good slot and just no cunt was there. That'd have been that. That was so. There was a bit, you know, when you when you're young, you you kind of uh, you kind of feel uh, when you're young and your band's not very good. That's pressure. That these days, you know, that's kind of like excitement. That's the kind of shit that you you really want. You really get you get quite hyped about that now when you're playing a gig where it's a bit like, oh yeah, how many people are going to be? Oh, I don't really, you know what I mean when. When you've got a gig that might be a bit of a challenge, that's really exciting. Um, yeah. But when you, you know, when you crap and you're worried if you're going to be good or not, that it's the worst feeling. Not, not like any amount of uncertainty used to really, really, really worry me. Because if I couldn't, if I didn't know what was coming, it would just make it just remind me of fest. I, I used to, when we'd play gigs, I would just be reminded of fest all the time at how unprepared we were and stuff. It was a, uh, it was quite, quite challenging, really. But it went very well. Yeah, it was one where at the time when we when we start, it's the worst bit when people start coming in, and you know you're there, you've got all your gear set up, and you're waiting to play. Especially when you're the first one at a venue at a festival, it's it's like the worst time sort of to have in a sense where 
you're just like, oh God, it's very early. Like, I don't know if people be in town. I don't know this. No, you're asking yourself loads of questions. And then just seeing people gradually, you know, starting to get into the room. And then once we actually came on, I was like, oh, there's a lot of people here. <laughs> like, I, you know, like, it's not until you actually get onto the stage, you can realise how many are there. Remember, people come inside and stuff, don't they? I remember five minutes before we played, or about 20 minutes before we played, I had a SIG. And when I came back in from having my SIG, there, were, there was fucking loads of people in. So, yeah. as per, right before we play, I like to have a piss, so I don't need one halfway through and it distracts me. I go for a yeah. piss, really crowded, so it took me a while to get to the loo, left, immediately needed another piss, left again, yeah. <laughs> and I ended up having five pisses before we played. We got like, our set got delayed by about five minutes, and that was like, oh, I need another two pisses now. I couldn't stop pissing for some reason. I was really getting nervous I was going to piss myself on stage. <laughs> now, I can't remember. I was also quite, I was very high, um... I remember being quite quite a bit higher than I sh- than I really wanted to be as well. I remember sort of having to try and uh, calm myself down a bit because I was excited and I was very nervous and I was a bit high and I was like, oh god, what if I'm sick? You know when you just get, you know when you, you do you remember when you were young and you you know you smoke a bit of weed and then you just get that creeping feeling of what if I have a shit time now? Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, you get that. That um, wave of doubt that crosses you, where you ask yourself loads of questions at once, and you're like, "Do I feel ill?" It's like being in the car with Jay. Yeah, just asking yourself fifteen questions. <laughs> oh man, yeah, and it was one of them where once we, it, you really, it's the first time I've really got that feeling of when you're playing on like a big stage and that, and. I thought we was playing well at the time and stuff. I'm like, it's like that feeling you get when we played at one fest and stuff. I had that nervous kind of really enjoy myself feeling of playing a real, you know, a really fun gig. And you could see everyone at, you know, spaces. Yeah. Like I could see so many people from around the country and like from fucking Europe and that. I could just see like everyone I knew in one place. And it was just, I couldn't really stop smiling to be fair. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was amazing. It was, it was absolutely amazing. It was, um, it was it was really really it it was really good and then it actually removed my fears over the because the Green Day set we'd um, we'd been the thing is is that we you know we're so shit Green Day there's a lot of rhythm going on and Redacted wasn't a very good drummer at all Redacted could fucking barely drum so Green yeah. Day songs not the easiest things in the world to drum we'd been practicing our Green Day set so much and we just weren't getting anywhere so. I was kind of like, all right, it might be a bit shit, but it it could be funny. And after we played that yeah. set, I was like, doesn't matter how the Green Day set goes now. It doesn't matter because we've done this. Yeah. Like, it, it, we do, we're not going to be redeeming a bad set. It's like, safe. It, that can be shit. So I felt really good about that. And then they went missing. <laughs> yeah. In, in true fashion, you're there thinking like, so we've got all... So- the worst bit was, after we played, it got off. So we had to escort all of our gear via Uber XL from fucking Rebellion to Zombie Shack, which is, like, on the other side of town. Like, it couldn't be any more of an inconvenience to get to. Yeah. Oh, was it, was it Zombie Shack? Anyway. Yeah, it was Zombie Shack. Where, yeah, yeah, we had to get our gear to there, and it was just an absolute fucking nightmare. And uh, it's just like, you have, we have to get, you know, the worst bit is that I never like asking people who aren't part of your entourage to help with gear. Yeah. But like, when you literally have to, it's like, 
would you mind just carrying this? Yeah, you know, people, people don't don't get me wrong. People are like people like don't mind at all. No, it was the Raging Nathan's really who helped like yeah, we've been outside with Bobby or Gilbo, and I was like, I was drinking a red stripe. He's like, oh, go on, so I fucking go on that. I'm like, go on. Well, you, well the, people might be going, why did you have to carry your instruments? You know, why didn't you get in the car that was mentioned before? Basically, redacted our drummer just fucking went, was like, all right, okay. Just got off out of nowhere, yeah. Just got off, like, playing it like, and the other thing is, right, is that this band, you know, your, your band is going to be uh, as good as your band's going to be. Right, you, you. There's only so much. There's only so good you, you you can your band can be, and there's only, uh, you know, there's a there's a small chance that loads of people will like it. There's a there's a decent chance that a few people will like it, but you know, the main thing is being together and having fun. Like that's the main reason yeah. why we do this band because it's it's what we live that's, for. That's it's, the whole point of being in a band. That is literally like that's it. It's not. It's it's more than just about playing songs. Um, don't get me wrong like that's a very important part of it but it's an alternative way of living your life like we you know it's it, it really really means something to us and uh they just yeah. got an off to go hang out with a partner and i'm like are you fucking mad i'm well, like and it was also that way it was like it was it wasn't like mentioned before it was just out of the blue yeah it was just like right sounding a bit i'm going out going yeah, off to hang yeah. out with my boyfriend i was like why i'm like what do you mean you're gonna be hanging out with us i'm like oh yeah I was like, oh, and I was just, I really, I was, I felt, I really was like, I was like, oh my god, I was like, oh my god, I'm like, the, I'm like, the boy you've been dating for like a few months is more important to you than having a good time with your, with your old mucker Mike Wimbledon and your old mucker Jamie Munro. <laughs> I'm like, you've been in a band with for longer than you've known this person. I know. I was like, what? We won't get too far into that, but um, but it was one anyway, I kind of thought it was more to the sake of. It was a collect. It was just a collective seeing everyone we knew. He'd let us sleep on the floors and, you know, let us play gigs in yeah, their towns. that's like- that's a very important thing as well. Is that representation? There's a lot of people there that we that you all fucking. Like. There's a lot of people there at a festival, right? When when people come and see you at a festival, you owe them a lot of fucking thanks, right? Because there's always yeah. there's always other bands on they could have seen. They came and saw you. And these are people that might have seen your band ten times, but they're gonna come and support you at this festival, like that's what it you know, people get so arrogant, right? about their music and people are like, Oh yeah, people love coming and watching us because we write amazing songs. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, people just want to fucking support you. Like they're just like people might not even like your band that much, but they might just you know go, ah oh, yeah, go on, we'll fucking we'll be there for them. We'll fucking show our support. That's yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's not you know your bands aren't like the Beatles anymore. They don't you know you 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 you'll have much more luck like with people coming to your gigs if you just fucking sound and like you just. Like you don't treat being in a band like it makes you different to anyone, and because uh, honestly, yeah. there's nothing more cringy than somebody playing in a band that plays in front of twenty people, thinking they're really special. It's so bad. It's so bad. Yeah, I've been like laminates or something. <laughs> like like thirty five year old Americans that we won't mention. Yeah. Oh no, that. the dopamines did that as well. Actually, I did it. I'm sure the dopamines oh, had laminates for that tour uh, they did with the Nathans. Oh, come on, Chucker. I thought he was better than that, Cocker, if you're listening. Oh, uh, Chucker's not listening. <laughs> None of them are listening. What? Are you, they're not listening. <laughs> you never know. Winer might be listening. He's got nothing better to do. 
<laughs> but yeah, so Mike, we carry our gear, we carry our gear, we get the gear, we've got it, we've managed to get it to Zombie Shack, we're knackered. Then we got to enjoy the sights and sounds of Manchester Punk Festival for a bit. Absolutely, yeah. I'm trying to, I'm really trying to think about what happened. Oh, that first year Pizza Tramp played, that was it, yeah. Um, and I remember having, I remember fucking having the return of the crowd surfing on the pizza. And they actually like ridiculed me on stage for a bit. I felt some. I got pushed forward, landed right on the stage. Absolutely ruined my clerk's t-shirt. I was leaving about that, but I bought another one, so it's all right. I remember that shit. Um, and I remember them absolutely ridiculing me to fuck on stage. No, that was that was very funny. I remember that uh, too. What, that was good. Yeah, that was a lot going on there. I like you know what? One thing just from any MPF is street hangs, hanging out with people you know on the fucking street, drinking beers in the sun. It's mint. It's like a rancid like, song, isn't it? Yeah, it, I mean, it's hard to say. Like, yeah, it's just like a big rancid music video. It's just like hanging outside bars. And it's mad just seeing everyone in one big pub garden. You know, like, especially when they used to have it. Um, but I know, Percy Skull like, started there last year, didn't they? You know, everyone was just under the arch there. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like the central hub almost, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's like... It's fun as well because Manchester's a great city for it because it's not massive Manchester. So, like, you, you know... Yeah. The, I think every year a few people complain about how far away the venues are. But I always just think that people complaining about how, how far venues are at a city festival are just pathetic and need to either get better at war like just need to fucking get better taxes or better at war obviously if they're fucking you know if they're, if they're disabled then that's a different story obviously that's I would like to uh, I'd like to point <laughs> yeah. that out I'd like to point that out that that's a fair that's a fair reason to complain about how far away the venues are however if your legs do work and you're just a lazy cunt that is not <laughs> that is not constructive feedback for a festival that so I'll you know, <laughs> yeah 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 so he sends out and also also right so rebellion apparently that's too far away the union's fucking miles away from anything oh my god we learned that very hard last year didn't we like the well it, it's quite funny actually because you can walk um basically down you know when you walk through the student halls to get to the union when it's like that just long street of just like fucking apartment blocks yeah um with the little gardens and stuff you can actually get um to media city it's like if you you pretty much walk in a straight line you come out near oakland house um so and i've walked home from town since going past there and i've gone do you know what it's actually not that fucking far but the first time the first time it was a nasty surprise but we didn't have that to worry about the first year mike we didn't have any of that to worry about all we had to worry about all we had to worry about was watching bands of the green day set one uh, set, obviously, that we're going to talk about is Wonk Unit set that year. Um, this is at, like... Oh, yeah. This was at, like, a really, really good point for Wonk. Wonk were playing fucking bang, banging sets. Banging sets. And that, and it was absolutely one of them. Um, and the Raging Nathans as well, who were on after us. Uh, eat Defeat before us as well, actually. Do you know what? It was a good good lineup that year. Yeah, mate, it was a fat line. I remember... Yeah, Wonk at the Breadshed was fucking mint. I remember being in the middle of the mosh pit there. It was absolutely fucking nuts. <laughs> I remember my shoes kept falling off. It was really funny. It's one of the news where it, when it gets packed, like, I, I don't really, I, don't, I think I've only been to one gig apart from NPF at the Breadshed. And it's one of them where that's the same where when it's packed, it's ridiculous. Like, it's so good. Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. wide and open as well. Yeah. Good venue, that. Very good venue. We'll get into the Breadshed later. Um, but after enjoying some bands and 
getting intoxicated, which is what we do best. Uh, it came time for the Green Day set. Now, you might be thinking, oh, where is the drummer at this point? Yeah. Now, where while we were watching Wonk Unit, about an hour before we were going to play, we'd not actually heard from our drummer, so we couldn't get hold of him, right? Yeah. So I had to go up to Bev, and I was like, Bev, we might actually not be able to do this Green Day set because we can't get hold of our drummer. And, like... We're a bit, we're a bit, we're a bit beaked up, right? And um, I don't get like, I never understand when people get dead serious and start acting like Scarface when they've had a bit of razz. Uh, that doesn't make sense to me. But I do get very, 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 very like paranoid and anxious, right? So the prospect yeah. of us not really us not doing the Green Day set wouldn't have been that big a deal. It really would. It wouldn't have ruined the festival at all. It'd have just been a bit annoying for the people who wanted to see it. But when you're a kid and you're fucked, you're like, oh my god, this is the worst thing ever. This simply can't happen, right? It was yeah. twenty. Was it twenty or, or like thirty minutes before we were meant to play that they just arrived? Yeah, it was. Bit, but let's just just the time frame. Like it was about. It was from like four o'clock to about half ten, wasn't it? That was the time frame they was gone from. Yeah, yeah, later than ten, more like eleven. Yeah, yeah, I think I think we was actually at quarter to eleven. Bloody hell! And like, so I like, think about how many hours that is. Like, that's that's what 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 of your old muckers Mike and Jamie time, but well, the- it's a long time to be absent from from a festival where there's a lot of bands on. Well, the thing about it was as well is that. We were, you know, we were a bit relaxed about the Green Day set, but we were still a bit nervous because we didn't want it to be shit. And that was obviously... Oh, yeah. There was a concern that it could well have been shit. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we, uh, we, we, we were a little bit worried. Um, but we played and uh, they put up a, a picture of the queue to see our set on the MPF uh, Twitter the other day. And it just... just uh, I was just looking over at it and sort of put myself back in that set, playing that Green Day set. And... You know, these days, I don't really listen to much Green Day. I still think Kaplunk's an amazing album. Um, absolutely yeah. brilliant. The first one, when I got my Green Day tattoo covered up, I listened to on the on my walk, and I was like, it's actually got some bangers on it as well. Um, but we'd been brought together, like our collective favourite band was like the first five Green Day albums. We were just mad for them. You know, it's what, it's what our band sounded like, wasn't it, Mike? Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. That very early 90s sound, yeah. Yeah, and... You know, we'd been playing in bands since high school doing Green Day covers because we just loved, we just fucking love Green Day. So to do this set and also the fact that we also know that Green Day are, are a fucking joke, we're so aware of it. We, it was just, it was by far the, for a very long time after as well, the most fun I'd ever had playing a gig. I couldn't believe oh, how well it went like we could for all i know it could have been shit it really could have been but you wouldn't have been able to tell because everyone just had such a fucking fun time yeah definitely it was one of them where and when it, it was weird because we'd never had a gig where everyone was shouting the words yeah to us, yeah like, a, a huge change in what a gig was like yeah. for us. huge because like no one had heard, like no one know, knew any of our songs, so there was never anybody singing along at gigs. So, you know, doing this Green Day cover set, everyone was singing along and going mental. It was like the best feeling in the fucking world. I was like, oh my! I was like, it was like when we played Wonk Fest, and I'm like, people get to do this for a living. 
and they, and yeah. they have the cheek to complain about it. It's like footballers. I'm like, oh, my God, this is sick. I'm like, it must be like playing a gig when people are singing your songs back and having a great time is what scoring a goal must feel. Or it is like when you fucking score a goal in school, that's what it feels yeah. like. It's just like, fuck yes, this is banging. In it, it is one of them where, and I think it's mad how we get to, like we we look back on these gigs as like a massive highlight, and bands do that like every night for tours for you know years, and it is it is really weird how we've not had you know that kind of experience yet of it kind of being every single night rather than you know twice three times a year. Yeah, yeah, but you know what I mean. And it's like. That's the other thing that's great about MPF because the, the it, it does cater to small bands. It's the same thing yeah. as Fest, like you know, there's not a lot of opportunities you're gonna get to play to that many people because you. It's like you look at so like I, since we brought the album out, our Spotify monthly listeners went up to like eight and a half thousand, which is the most it's ever gone up to. But it's globally; it's not in the UK. The the our most listened to countries, America. Like that's the thing about the DIY scene is it's a very small global scene, right? So yeah. at these festivals, you do just have an opportunity to play to more people and people who care about your band a bit more. So it does create incredible memories for bands playing gigs like that. You know, it's like to have to have that as a you know to have something like MPF that you can write down on your list of goals to play and go, ah, oh, fucking you know, really love to play that. And then you know when you you play it once, you know, and then you play it. You know, we were obviously meant to play it for a second time this year. You you know it, it, you build up. You know what I mean? It's like any time you play a festival, you build. You know, there's people that go to that festival every year. Uh, they're the people yeah. who listen to you it's not the people going for one year to see particular bands it's the people who go year after year and the thing with MPF is it's got uh, you know you only have to look at the fact that obviously the refunds are are out, are out there to be issued for people uh, and MPF yeah. said look, you know if you if you can afford to not claim a full refund that would help us out obviously we're going to lose loads of money and because these people are going to come back every year people are like nah fuck it keep, you keep the money it's sound you know what I mean you wouldn't yeah. get that out of Glastonbury would you I know, yeah, I know what you mean. Fucking teachers have been right on the phone. (laughs) The Johns. Yeah. Johns and Johns. Just if anybody who books Glastonbury is listening, we're only kidding. We really would like to play. Yeah, yeah. Emily, if if you're having a listen, go on. (laughs) But um, I think another thing, though, I was just thinking then about it, is is, because it's so small, and even when you've got really big bands on, it's very um. Oh, what's this? What's the word for one? It's not like personal, but it doesn't feel like there's. It doesn't feel like there's like rock stars, if you know what I mean. The it's just very you down can, to earth, isn't it? You can go into the backstage and see fucking propaganda just stood about, or you know, see the subhumans just there. No one's like sat in a tour bus, are they? You know, for hours on end. No, it's very. It's, very, comes out. it's just very real. It's very real, and it's very down to earth. You know, I think that the the term like real bands are really interesting one um and it's it's one that is only really able to be given out by old by older people who've been there and done it which is quite an interesting thing but when you say a real band like 99.9% of bands that start don't become massive bands they don't become the libertines they don't become oasis they're just bands right and a yeah. lot of those bands that you never hear of that fucking never make it they they play for like 20 years they just keep playing because they fucking love it and they don't stop like yeah. 
that's the thing about it and that's what a real band is it's a band that is just there because that's what they do like we're we are a band it's like i always think about it like you know you can there are massive bands and obviously that's that's very appealing it's obviously very attractive to be a massive fan but it actually just doesn't matter like yeah like there's like because we've played like we've played gigs in front of hundreds of people and it is fucking obviously it's incredible it's sound but like even if there was no one there we'd still be doing it and that's what like that's what a real band is it's a band who be doing it who do it despite who's there. The band, bands that do it for themselves because they fucking love making music. And they just love what they do. Like, and that's that's Absolutely. really that's really what summarizes MPF up. It's a very real festival. Like, it's yeah. Everyone who runs it's normal as fuck. Like, you wouldn't believe how normal the people who run that festival are. Like, just normal people. Lovely, special people in their own in their own rights. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but. But they're just fucking normal people, like, and all the bands are as well. All the bands are just normal people, so normal. Absolutely, and it's like you can't really ask them much more than that, can you? No, no, and I think I think uh, I think that leaves us quite nicely there with MPF. Uh, Mike, it, would you like to sign us off? Absolutely. What for, for the episode? Yeah, because we, we'll I think we'll we'll come back to more MPF memories because we've definitely got a lot of them. So that'll be the first. That'll be part one, shall we say? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, if you're listening, I hope you're staying safe inside. Um, I hope you're looking after yourselves, looking after each other, uh, if you're, whoever you're isolating with. Uh, remember, don't be dickheads. Um, just follow the rules. And big shout to everyone who's still working like in any area. If you're, you know, the factory workers, obviously the NHS frontline staff, bin men. Um, everyone, man. like, just big up to you all. Uh, take care of yourselves. And sad when I at MTF, but you know, watch the fucking live streams because I did. Watch Duncan Redmond's last night in class and the Oscar as well. Buzzing. Stay safe. Yeah, big up to yourselves. Sound does.